This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, back again, two days in a row, but like always, I'm joined by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Yeah, we're a little we're a little rusty with the two-day, uh, it, it's been a while since we did two in one week, Metcalf, so I'm pretty excited about this one. It actually kind of feels right, but this is a big one. I think this is this is the holy grail for everyone. You see two words show up on the description or on the feed, and you get more excited than ever. And this is going to be a crazy one. I mean, we and you were just talking off the air, and it's going to get it's going to get weird, folks. So buckle up. But it's mock draft time, baby. How are we doing, Metcalf? I am just very excited for this one. I am just fueled with adrenaline right now after the the chaos of the World Cup today. Uh, we're heading into the weekend. We're going to have some fun with this. It's going to get crazy. Uh, I'm very excited for all of our lovely listeners to tell us how dumb we are with all of our picks. Um, mock drafts are always so much fun because yeah. we, we just get to, we, we get to play make believe a little bit. Obviously it's early. Obviously this is going to change a significant amount in the next seven months, but I'm looking forward to it. They're always fun. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's get after it. Let's get a little weird. I'm also gonna before we start this, I'm a little concerned that in the last two podcast episodes you've started your first, you know, point, your vent on different sports than basketball. So the first time it was funny was yesterday's episode because you did Ohio State and Michigan. Now I'm concerned because you're bringing the World Cup in it. I mean, if you if you start bringing tennis into the intro, we're gonna have to have a serious conversation. I, 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 I'm a I'm a big Roger Federer guy. Everyone knows oh this about me. Um, yeah, everyone does not need to know that about you. So <laughs> let's 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 get tennis talk off of this. Um, but yeah, let's let's get after this. This is gonna get weird. Um, for everyone listening, like the 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 order that if you go and take a thon, all the standings are absolutely insane right now. I mean, we're December first recording this. You know, tomorrow will be the second when you're hearing this, but it, it is absurd. You know, we got teams like the Warriors in the lottery. We got there's teams all over that have multiple picks. Like the Pacers have three picks. The Magic got two picked. The who else? Jazz. I mean, Jazz it's, it's multiple. Knicks. Yeah, it's crazy. Four teams tied at eleven. So let's pump the brakes. I don't need Nick's faithful coming after me when I project a guy on December first to with one of their three picks. Okay, let's, let's just calm down. A lot's gonna nope. happen, but bring we're the, having bring fun. Bring the smoke. I want it. Yeah, I, I, fine. I, I, I want the I want the criticism. Fine. Yeah, you know what? Fine, <laughs> bring it. Just bring the smoke. All um, right. let's do this. Yeah. So you you wanted the odd picks. So first overall pick, Detroit Pistons. Are you gonna shock the world, or who are you taking? No, I'm I'm taking the the Frenchman. Um Victor Wimanyama. It's gonna be probably the easiest pick. Um, unless there's just some 
chaotic curveball of medicals or whatever, I still think teams are going to take him. I mean, if Joel Embiid can go where he did with all those medicals, I, I still think Victor is going to be the first pick no matter what. He's been sensational this year. If you haven't watched him, you know, take the weekend off and uh, just bunker yourself with a big screen TV and watch some, some women Yaman film. It's a, it's a delightful experience for all, but that'd be really exciting for Pistons fans. Um, you know, I, I, I really like their roster. I'm a little bummed that Cade's going to looks like going to be out for some extended period of time, but also that's going to be great reps for, for Jaden Ivy, who I've loved what I've seen this year. And they need one more. I think they would need one more guy. And I, I think Victor would be almost like the, the cherry on top. And, you know, we're not rooting for tanking, but having Cade not in the lineup is, is a pretty good start to, to help your chances. So oh, I hope Cade's healthy and stays that way. But um, I think Detroit's on the right track. It's just we're, we're waiting for that one more and Victor could be it. So it would be pretty easy for me. Yep. Agreed. He's he's the clear front runner unless there are some devastating medicals that come out, which I, I'm not anticipating, but right, you never know. Right. Um, with the number two pick, the Orlando Magic, I think it's just as easy of a no-brainer. Uh, going Scoot Henderson, um, best player available. I love the fit there. Uh, the scoring, the playmaking, the defense, the off-ball play. Um, he can play and he will play whatever role you ask him to. Um, I, I think this kid would go number one in almost any other draft. And, you know, just based on the pure talent, I've said this a lot, but I don't think there's that big of a gap between him and Victor. But when you add in a 14 inch height difference, it kind of changes the game a little bit. Um, whether it's magic who end up here at two or anyone else, um, I, I think it's still going to be a massive, massive win because I, I do think that Scoot is that franchise uh, point guard. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of the biggest Jalen Suggs fans there is out there. I still love what I've seen from mm -hmm. Suggs, and I still think he's got a really, really bright future. And I think he's he's showing what he needs to be showing this year. But I think no matter who gets the top two picks, I think you got to take it, Victor and Scoot. And, and, and I know that's going to create some headaches with a lot of teams if they're up there when it talks to about point guards and stuff. But those two are very ahead of the rest of these players. And I know there's a lot of Thompson faithful out there. I know a lot of people like Brandon Miller and, you know, we love Jairus Walker and Nick Smith, but those two in my eyes right now are, are very far ahead of the rest of the pack. And I think it's no matter what you do, you got to take those two if they're, if you have a chance to get a top two pick. So I'm right there with you. I think Scoot is just be a sensational. I mean, the idea of Scoot and Paulo, for the next, you know, foreseeable future with Franz. Woo. Yeah. You get really excited in a hurry. Um, so I got, a, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. If I get on a puzzling situation with a pick, because I love all of the fans out there. I love fan bases. Can, can I have like a vent with you? Can I treat you as Absolutely. if you're my assistant GM? Okay. Cause Absolutely. We're start. The, this is a Friday episode. We, we get to get weird. We're going to have a little fun with it. So Yes, absolutely. Because I love every fan base, every single one. It, I mean, that includes Laker fans, you know. Wow, Never thought I'd say that. Yeah, I'm tr I'm turning over a new leaf. But I, I love the next team on the board, Houston Rockets. Love the fans. Absolutely love them. 
But this gets interesting yeah. because Kevin Porter Jr. gets the extension. We got Jalen Green. Love to get him a wing. I'd love to get him someone that hasn't played college basketball this year. But I'd also, and I love Kevin Porter Jr. I, I really do. I'd also love to give them a hands-down franchise point guard. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think they're the big loser as of the standings right now. Because if they could get Scoot, that'd be huge. It hundred percent. If Scoot, if they got up to two and got Scoot, and also, this is where we get interesting this year because I think there's a chance that someone's just gonna ring the dinner bell. Like if Orlando's at two and they love Suggs and they get just the holy grail offer. Yeah, maybe you do say it, but I, if it's not me, if it was, if I got a top two, I'd be like, don't call. We're taking Scoot. Um, but I think I'm going to go Nick Smith here and I'm going to be a little bit out there. I, I know Thompson, Amen Thompson would be a very interesting fit here. I think he's going to need the ball too much. And I think we need to give the ball to Jalen Green. And yeah, that's an exciting idea. I just think I would rather go with Nick Smith. I mean, He's got the versatility. He's got size. I know he's only played, what, five minutes? He's He's got a game coming up this weekend. Hopefully, he's going to play extended minutes. I think they're playing San Jose State off the top of my head. But I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to get us a natural floor general with multi-level scoring ability and um, going to get a little bold. I know the Thompson faithful might, you know, send me some hate mail, but bring it on. I love the read. Yeah, I so th- that that's exactly who I would have taken as well. Gosh, I, th- th- I love this that. team. I love to hear that. This team needs a point guard in the worst way, um, and I, I don't necessarily think it's just a case of drafting for need, because uh, you know with the third pick you really shouldn't be drafting for need. Um, but I, I do think Nick Smith is good enough to go number three overall and the fact that he can play on and off ball um, he can really guide the ship for that team that desperately needs it Um, but then he can also play off ball and spot up off of Jalen Green when he starts going iso or running pick and roll so I I think he just makes life easier for everyone on that team gives them a little bit of a guiding light that they've lacked um, and just really helps round out that young roster and I love where Houston's going. I know that they've kind of been all over the place this year, but I think that's what you got to expect with a young team that has so many young pieces that are trying to figure out their role. And Jalen Green's trying to, you know, push himself to be the next rising star in the league. And I think he's going to get there. But they got a lot of young bigs. They got a lot of people. You need to get, and, and Kevin Porter Jr. is great. You need to get a franchise point guard. You need to get a guy that is also going to understand like, okay, I don't have to carry the load offensively and get mine. I just got to get everyone in line. And, and KPJ has a great future, um, I think, especially with that organization. But it's time. You got to get a franchise point guard. And, and I think Nick would be a great fit there. So go ahead, Metcalf. What's the Spurs doing? Because everybody knows we love to figure out what the Spurs are going to do. <laughs> Um, I've gone in about 12 different directions in the last 30 seconds thinking about this. Um, This guy's gotten a bit of flack that seems a little unwarranted because he's a little older for a freshman, uh, apparently has no burst. Um, I'm going Brandon Miller. 
I, I, I think that wing depth, the addition of wing scoring, um, I think he's still a solid defender. Um, pairing that with Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones, um, I, Jeremy Sohan, I, I think that's a really, really fun and exciting young core for the Spurs to uh, really develop and continue building on. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, that seems like the direction they would go. And here we go. Everyone's going to think we're hating on the Thompson twins. I'm just trying to put the Thompson twins in a place where they're going to succeed. And I think mm -hmm. the Spurs would rather go a route where it's, I mean, Vassell, Vassell, Brandon Miller, our boy, Jeremy. Oof. Some nice pieces and versatility growing on that roster. So I, I would really, really like that pick. I I, I love it. And um, and I think he fits in with their kind of just general ball movement scheme too. Cause I I think he's a really good passer. Um I, I know his a lot of the highlights are a bunch of kind of ISO scoring, but man, I, I think that guy sees the floor at a really high level. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um Oh boy, here we go. Oh, no, you told five, me Charlotte four, You told me four <laughs> or five was gonna get really, really dicey. And I was like, yeah, that's probably right. And yep, here we are. I'm gonna go Cam Whitmore. Ooh. Yep. That's my guy. He hasn't played yet. I've still got him number three on my board. I'm not budging. I still am a big believer. I'd really appreciate if Villanova gave us an update on what's what's the expectation. But that's nastiness. Charlotte needs some help. Um, their season this year has just been a little bit injury, you know, flooded. Lamelo came back. He got hurt. He's been out. Um, you know, we know all the stuff that was going on off season with Miles Bridges. I'll leave it at that. Gordon Hayward's now hurt. It's it's time to get some youth. Um, Mark Williams is dominating in the G League. Please let him, you know, have some some run in the the big times, but Whitmore, I think would bring a potential star there um, alongside LaMelo. And I would really, really like that fit. Um, I know where you would probably go. You'd probably go Jairus Walker, but I think they're going to try to get some offensive weaponry in the wings. Am I crazy? No, I, I, I don't hate that by any means. Um, they're, they're just a team. I don't understand right now. Um, they're just weird. And I think in a really bad spot. Uh, and I think Cam Whitmore, just that athleticism, that explosiveness, the scoring ability paired with LaMelo, um, they don't seem overly enthused about PJ Washington. So I'm not sure he's going to be there for the long haul. Um, I, I, I think in terms of an upside swing that there are a lot of worse directions you could have gone. And I, I just need Whitmore to get healthy and get back on the court. Cause I'm, very excited to see what he looks like. Yeah, because there's some names on here I'm looking at. I think Keontae would be Keontae George would be a little rich, probably here. Maybe not. Um Jairus would make some sense, but are we just doubling down with the idea that we've been trying to do with you know PJ Washington, like you're saying? The Thompson twins make some sense, but putting them in with LaMelo just seems like you're trying to double down on that idea, um, which is either going to be glorious or just and terrifying. And then, you know, we, we, we saw how how good that offense was. I we, we saw how good that offense was with, you know, Miles Bridges in there. And yeah. I don't think Cam Whitmore is that far off as a player. Um, 
So I, I, I think that's the, the upside there is really tantalizing. Man, you're agreeing with me too much. This is weird. You, you feeling okay today? Do I need to <laughs> see Mrs. Metcalf and be like, is, is Ty okay? Um, okay, Pelicans at six via the Los Angeles Lakers, which I'm sorry, Lakers fans, but that'll never get old to say. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go off my – not straight off my board here. Um, but the value and the potential I think is too good to pass up. I'm going to go with Amen Thompson. I, I completely, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I love this location for him. Now, now we're cooking with something for Amen Thompson. If he's going to New Orleans, whoo. I mean, go ahead, Metcalf. Sorry, but it, I'm saying like everyone wants to just be like, oh, he's got a, he's a third overall pick. It's like, I would hate the fit for him in Houston because yeah. it just would seem funky and then charlotte we're putting him in the middle so i i go ahead See, yeah and I, I i think he's an awesome defender i think the expectations for him to contribute right away would be really low and it would help him figure out how to you know play off ball like we've talked about him needing to do because you know you already have zion cj ingram you know all those guys are going to demand the ball because they're that good and they've proven it you know year over year over year um it would also put him with Fred Vinson, one of the best shooting coaches in the league. And I love that idea because he's, uh, the, the shot is not trending where I wanted it to at this point. Um, but I, the, the playmaking, the athleticism, their ability to get out and run with him. Um, I, I just think that it would be a perfect spot for him to really experiment without a whole lot of risk to it, if that makes sense. I think that is a dream fit for him. And this is why your young core. Yes. We just talked about CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram. They have plenty of offensive guys. Your young core would be Amen Thompson, Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy and Trey Murphy. Oh, <laughs> the defense length and nastiness with, Oh my goodness. That is a rotation to build with. And then all of a sudden they have this guy named Zion. That's been playing pretty good. So Thompson comes in there. He doesn't have to carry the load offensively. He can just do what he does run, see the floor beautifully and make plays. And that would be a welcome addition along those guys. So I, I think that would be an absolute home run pick. Um, okay. Okay. See, I'm dancing with the devil right now. Um, I can't pass it up. I'm taking Jarris Walker. Yep, that's right. I, 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 I was about to take a men's brother, but I, I actually, I actually like both ideas a lot. But I think I'm going to go with Jarris because I'm going to dream of Chet Holmgren and Jarris Walker in a Thunder uniform for the next 20 years. Shout out OKC fans, I love you. But the Jarris is just. He's interesting, Metcalf, because it, on one hand, this year, he's done everything I wanted him to do, and I also want way more. Like, I want yeah. Houston to give him the ball way more because I think there's playmaking that yep. people don't realize unless you've watched his high school tape, and I feel like we haven't seen it yet. So I don't know if it's just the system or they're trying to kind of let his confidence grow. You know what I'm saying? But. I think he's off to an outstanding start. I've loved what I've seen. I think he's a force and putting him with Chet. Oh boy. And your boy, Jalen Williams, uh, 
is is putting up good numbers in the G League. So we got some depth now in the front court. J Dub had 27 last night. I mean, OKC, we're on the rise, baby. Yeah, I I, I love that fit. I love that upside, the value, all of it. Uh, still super high on Jairus. Still have him fourth on my board. Um, just that that front court pairing with him and Chet, and then Poku off the bench. Shout out Poku. <laughs> he's actually, uh, I think he's, he's been actually playing really been well. good. I he's watched been playing the really well. They played the Celts and I was watching and I was like, wow, Poku actually looks like he's <laughs> calmed down and can play now. I was like, I'm in a scary world. But just that, that, that front court depth is really intriguing. And it's another guy who has two, a lot of two-way versatility, uh, reads the game at a really high level, uh, which is exactly what they've been taking. So I, I, I love that fit. Um, at number eight, Orlando Magic. I'm we going just took Scoot number two. We did. And I'm going to go with Derek Whitehead. Um, Ooh. Ooh, Mac. <laughs> I, I love still, you sticking to your guns. I'm still super high on Derek. Um, I think he's still playing himself back into shape because, uh, you know, I, I think his injury was one of those where you can't really do anything on it and you just have to wait for it to heal. Um, I The shot looks good. Um you know, I, I'm not too worried about what the raw numbers are right now because he's still trying to find his spot in that roster. Uh, some of some of the minutes the guys on Duke are getting right now are bewildering, um, and I expect that to change pretty significantly in the next month or so. Um, I, I think the two-way upside of Whitehead is still super high, and I'm going to need another month of play before I, I really make any glaring indictments on him. For for comedic purposes, Derek and Lively, how many games are we giving them before we start saying, okay, enough's enough, we're worried? Just to uh, remember, for fun. Li- Lively, I'm kind of already there. Um, Give me Derek. But, but like until I get really concerned, I'll I'll say like another two weeks for yeah. Lively. Um, Derek, a month. So I'm and for everyone listening, I never get all it takes is a s- stretch of four games for me to be like, okay, here we go. But I'm just saying for fun, like it's like, okay, when are we starting to go from <laughs> DEFCON four to DEFCON three? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, I think Dariq's got a while before I'm going to start. He, he's got to get back in game shape. Um, he looks, he looks a little slow on some plays where I'm like, you look like a guy that hasn't been using your lower body for a couple months. So I'm not worried too much. Lively. I need to review the tape because apparently he played good last night, but um, I like that pick. I love, I, I like the idea of the there. And I also think the upside there, the potential there, Orlando would be in a position where like, give it, give us the upside. We have just keep adding to the stables. Let us keep building depth and, um i like that i'm in a def i'm in a tough spot now i'm I'm gonna need my assistant gm again because the new york knicks are on the clock i feel like they have 50 guys on their roster i don't (laughs) know what they're doing um i love the knicks fans absolutely love them but we got to figure something out so grimes is back in the lineup he's he just had a good game correct um i believe so we got rj barrett that i feel like is Everyone wanted to have a huge year, and I feel like he's just kind of, we know what R.J. Barrett is, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. He I still feel like R.J. A, needs to be a two. He I, looks like a, a guy who just two. had a massive contract. 
Yeah, but you could be saying that in a rude way. RJ needs someone that's going to be the number one option on offense. Yes. Yeah. And then RJ could be a just terrifying number two. And that's not a negative thing. I'm just no. saying he doesn't need to be the guy that's like, hey, RJ Barrett, go get us offense. So we got Jalen Brunson. I know what I want to do here, but I also want to shake things up. So here's my here, let's just have fun with this. Here's my options, Metcalf. I'm thinking either Keontae. Okay. Asar Thompson, mm-hmm. or your boy, Jed Howard, as the curveball. But I actually kind of really like Jed Howard as a Nick idea. So what what do we think the Knicks need? Uh, my concern with Jed Howard going there is that his defense is pretty awful right now, okay. and Tibbs wouldn't play him for a decade. Okay. Um, my concern with Keontae is that that's just a really small backcourt. I know Keontae is super strong, really physical. Yep. Um, I just worry about the size. And I, I, I know your heart wants to go with Asar because uh, you're really buying in and you wanted to take him a couple picks earlier even. So if if you're really buying into the shooting improvement and you're really liking the way that's trending, um, him as a guy who's playing off of quickly and Brunson and Randall and RJ, um, who can space the floor, cut, run, and transition, and then play awesome all-around defense, that's kind of where I would lean. Yeah, and for everyone else yelling, you know, for every Nick fan that's probably listening to this while driving, screaming into the radio, like, why wouldn't you take Anthony Black? I think that's the exact reason why I'm debating Asar is because the same thing. is, And I think Asar just has a higher upside than anything black you guys can quote me on it so yeah i'm gonna go with sar thompson i would feel pretty good about that and i think he if tibbs is there i think Asar would play because he's nasty he does a lot of stuff on the court and you know he can play off the ball and he also has the ability when the ball is in his hands he can do a lot of damage as a playmaker as a scorer he's got touch i would love that fit so we are the new york knicks Oh, man, that would be a fun fit. Okay, thank you for talking it out with me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, at number 10, the Miami Heat. And I, I hate how this team looks right now. Um, yeah, they don't look great, and they look like they gave away some big contracts that they're probably regretting. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just going to go best player available based on my board, Keontae George. problem is is that makes all the sense in the world i'm a big best player available guy the tyler hero thing just always bugs me because i think he's really really good but i'm like okay can you just cement that like okay is is hero just the starting two moving forward forever like let's just get away from that and Keontae, I guess, maybe replaces him on the bench and comes in as a potential sixth man or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it's 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 a little messy, but I like that pick. We'll just go with Keontae there. We'll, we're not going to look back. We're moving forward. Portland Trailblazers at 11. Hmm. Shane Sharp looks pretty dang good right now as a rookie. We've awesome. got a pretty good point guard by the name of Damian. Oh, 
Anthony Black's just staring at me, but we also got, yeah, I can't get at another guard. No, we can't do this. Come on. Who do I think? No, because I, I, Anthony Simons might be an all-star this year. Yeah. Anthony. But we also have like, Look what you've done to me. Now I want to take Jet Howard here. Talk to me. What do you think? <laughs> now, you, I, I, I think you you got to figure this one out on your own. You know what? I know what I'm doing. I'm going to take Gigi Jackson here. Exactly I like that upside. <laughs> Thank you. See, look at I'm I'm, I'm all right. We're, Metcalf, I like this. Head. We're we're doing pretty good in this lottery. <laughs> For everyone listening, I'm very proud of this one. I've never been as proud of a mock draft. So l- let's keep partying with this. Let's let's roll with this momentum. Okay. Well, hey, Gigi, if he was there, I think what he's shown at, off the dribble this year, the fluidity, the upside. I know South Carolina is probably not going to win the championship title. Sorry, Gamecocks fans. Um, but I thought I think Gigi's been very impressive. He looks very smooth for how young he is and. Um, I think if you got to that wheelhouse and you're the 11th pick and you're Portland, that upside would be very, very intriguing. Um, so yeah, I like that pick. Alrighty. At number 12, the Washington wizards. And I, I don't know what this team is doing. Um, For everyone okay, making um, a Johnny Davis joke, please, please just stop. Let them let him get some confidence in the G League. No, Rucker, patient. don't you know that everyone's career is determined within the first month of... What have playing? I done? I've already sparked an, a fire with Metcalf. I mean, if you want to see Metcalf piss, just just text about that. <laughs> or, or or don't. Please don't, actually. let's. I, I, you're, I mean, if you really want to, you can find me at Tyler underscore Rucker on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> DMs are wide open. That's funny. That's funny. Actually, you can. But... Um, <laughs> They'll just forward everything to you. So Washington's <laughs> the same way as Charlotte, where I just like, what, what are we doing with this roster? But, um, okay. Um, this I know I, might I, be I, a little bit of a surprise. Um, I'm gonna go Tyrese Proctor. Whoa. Yeah. Why? Um, I think he's early. Yeah. Yeah. We're Anthony. It. Why not? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Why? Well, not. Oh God. Yeah. I, I just they're, said they're we were doing so good, and then you do, <laughs> you do this. Well, why not? So his his defense has been incredible this season. Um, I don't know. I, I I like the upside. I've been super impressed with him. I think some of the kind of on ball creation he's shown has been really intriguing. Um, it it might be a little early. I don't know what this team is doing. I'm not taking another power forward or another shooting guard or another center who's never going to play. Um, I, I'm going to take the swing on the the six five point guard who's proving, or at least in my eyes, has been one of the best perimeter defenders, uh, especially off ball. His ball denial is absurd. If he doesn't want you to get the ball, you're not touching it. Um, yeah, screw it. I'm going to take the home run swing on Tyrese Proctor. Wow. So, so why do you hate Proctor? I don't. I just, that's too early in the year for me at 12. Why not Anthony Black there? Why Anthony Black there? Because I think he's better than Tyrese Proctor. 
<laughs> Great analysis. Um, I, I, I don't trust. I trust. Uh, Follow me at Tyler underscore Rucker for more in-depth analysis. He, he's he's good. Um, I, I have him back-to-back on my board. Um, I, I trust Proctor's shot a little more. Um, I think he's a better defender. You're I'm really not- hyping Proctor's defense. Like, are we talking... It, it, it's a little inconsistent on ball right now, but it's like 60, 40, like 60% of the time, really good. 40% of the time. Um, he's a little slow to uh, f- flip his hips. The off ball stuff has just been incredible though. The way, the way he's chasing guys off screens, uh, not allowing his guy to even touch the ball. Um, I, I've been incredibly impressed with it. Uh, the, the, the first display of it was that Kansas game where he didn't let Grady Dick touch the ball for about 18 minutes of the second half. Um and then just in, in their last couple games, he has been really, really impressive with it, uh, especially in that Xavier game. He was doing the same thing. Okay. Now now I got a homework assignment for the weekend to watch. I have to watch off-ball defense of Tyrese Proctor now. Um, That's right. It, it's December 1st, and I'm talking about ball denial defense. We're having fun here. Yes, we are. Golden State Warriors at 13 I'm going to go Anthony Black. I think that's too much value for them to pass up. Um, Jet Howard's staring me right in the face because I actually really like that idea of him going there. But I think Anthony Black gives them uh, a very, very nice asset that would be very complimentary with his playmaking ability and kind of his feel for the game. So, man, they're weird right now, huh? Yeah. Just weird. One of those where I'm expecting like, okay, there's only a matter of time before they rattle off like a 15 and two stretch. But then I watch them and I'm like, they're not stopping anyone. Except the Timberwolves. But yeah, but <laughs> I told you, Hey, everyone go back and listen. I told you last night. I said, I know what's going to happen now with towns out. And then they go beat Memphis on the, you know, yeah, they didn't. I'm telling you, be careful. Those trade machine proposals are coming, Metcalf. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, speaking of the Timberwolves, the Jazz are now on the clock via yeah. the Rudy Gobert trade. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> it's just really paying dividends. Uh, okay. I. <sighs> okay. There, there, there are two names that are just staring me in the face um both help me top, help you talk board jet howard or grady dick um both of their defense has uh not been ideal they're about the same size height wise uh jet howard's a little bigger um i i i gotta just go straight off the board i'm gonna go jet howard yeah i would go jet there i think that's the smarter pick I think if you go, I think Jet's playing at a level right now where I could see him ending up as a top 10 pick. Um, I've been very, very pleased with watching him play basketball this year. So I think if Utah got him at 14, they would be very, very pleased. I'm also the biggest component ever of Bloodlines. So I think Danny Ainge would also be like, oh, yeah, Jawan Howard's kid. I'll, I'll take that. Maybe plays 15 years in the league. Oh, son of a gun. I have the Knicks again <laughs> via Dallas. Um, we're at New York Knicks at 15. 
let's go look at the board. Survey says, um, ew, gross, gross, gross. Okay, so I gave them a Sar Thompson at nine. Gosh, I just want them to get some offense. Problem is, if they take Grady Dick, the Thibs theory comes into play where they won't play him. Hood Shafina staring at me as a wild card. I'm about to go see them in person in Vegas. I'm very excited for that. Cason Wallace here. No, it's not the Kentucky connection. I'm I'm t- I'm just venting to you, Metcalf. What are you thinking? I was kind of leaning Cason. Um, I I think that's a really interesting fit. Um, him and Grady Dick would probably be the top two names. Um for me for the Knicks. I'm I'm screw it. I'm taking Grady Dick. Why? Can you imagine? Because enough's enough. We need some damn offense, and I don't need everyone to tell me Evan Fournier is the answer. What? Stop it. We need some shooting. We need some offense, and who knows if Tibbs is going to be there. But they need someone to get come off the bench and light it up. And Grady Dick looks like a guy that could potentially do that. And you just took a Sar Thompson. Let's get us another wing that can shoot. And just tired. This team is just all over the place. And I, I, I don't like the bigs there. I think that's too early. Um, it's just like okay, well, Turkavion Smith would be like, what do we? We have quickly, you know. I don't know that this is why the Knicks are going to piss me off in this draft because I just don't know what direction they're going to go. I need them to make four trades at the deadline. But what would you go, Grady Dick, there or would you lean? I, I would probably lean Kaysen there, but well, then let's do Kaysen. But, but Gr- you know, no, you, you I, no, Grady. No, 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 we're no, we're going back. Stick to your guns no. because See, you, you know the, the, the name was submitted. We're we're a team here. Let's go, Kaysen. If you want to go, Kaysen, we can go, Kaysen. No, I, that wasn't my pick. All right, fine. Killing. You know what? I'll, 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 fine. Grady Dick. Just because <laughs> I want him to be good and that New York is the capital with just, he's just standing at the middle of Madison Square Garden with just Dick on his back. So there you go. I'm mature. All right. They uh, have no, to get offense, Metcalf. It's disgusting. And I love Cason Wallace and I love his defense. And behind yeah. Brunson, he would be so much fun. No, I, I, I love that fit, especially with what you said about Fournier, because he has proven time and time again that he is not the answer. Um, and what all all that Grady Dick does is knock down nearly every three he takes and cuts back door and finishes that rim. Um, yeah. So yeah. as, as an off-ball scorer playing off those guys, yeah, I, I think it's an awesome fit. And right. no, it's not because I love Trevor Keels and he like let's 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 be realistic here. You know, I'm just saying enough's enough. Let's get some offense. Okay. Um at 16 for the Nets, I hate every possibility here. Um but I'm gonna go Casey Wallace. I think you gotta. I understand yeah. that. I get that. I like it a lot. I, I I don't think there's much explanation needed. Good defender, good driver, good passer. I, I think he's going to be a solid shooter. Uh, real upside to be a long-term starting point guard. So, Pretty simple. Moving on. I, I, I like that fit a lot. Kyrie's on an expiring. Um, you know, don't think he's coming back. Um, I think that contract probably won't get an extension, but moving on. Um, 
Yeah, Casey Wallace at 16 would be great value. Raptors, Toronto Raptors at 17. You know, lo- lo- looking back on it, um, I, I probably should have swapped that, uh, or I should have taken Case in that, uh, for, for for the Wizards. So that's my bad. Yeah, I was really, I'm still yep. very shocked by that one. Um, yep. No, I hand up. I fucked up on that one. So it's okay. Well, you know, do you want to go back? We can, we can scrap. No, we're not going back. We're no, not going no, back because then I want to change too my much has No, yep. too much has happened. We've gone far. We got through about 12. No, we got to 12 before I, we got off the rails. So that's, that's promising. 17 Toronto Raptors. Um, gosh, what do they need? Um, a lot of names here. A lot of names I like. What do they need? <laughs> well, they, they, they like size. They like versatility. Um, I mean, Scotty's probably the future. Christian Coloco's looked really good. Fred Van Fleet's, you know, an all-star OG. And Nobi looks incredible. Pascal Siakam's playing incredibly well. Talk me out of Sasser here. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So are you thinking... Or like, Hood Shafino. Like, I was leaning Hood Shafino. Okay. Those were my two names. Okay, so... um. Sasser would be like the anti-Raptors pick, and they might just be like, we like our team, now let's get another dog. Um, Hood Shafino, I'm very excited to go see him, as I mentioned before, because I, I, I like when he's – I think that team's good, but when he's going, I really like the way he plays the game. Yeah. So I'm going to go Hood Shafino there. I like, I like that fit with Toronto. He's yeah, also a guy I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went earlier. Go yeah. Ahead. I, I I just think he's super low maintenance and just elevates the game of everyone else around him. Um, so just that the ball movement, the the awareness, the IQ, the defense, um, pairing that with Scotty, OG, Pascal, I, I think that could get really nasty up there. So it he I like how you put that. I, I really do think he is low maintenance with the ball in his hands. He just moves smooth. He doesn't look out of control ever, and it. It just looks like a guy that has a lot of good basketball ahead of him, like a lot, of, a couple levels to reach. And shout out Maxwell; he he was a big fan. He was pushing that before the season even started. But even watching that game against North Carolina last night, he made a couple plays where I was like, "Man, he's just smooth and playing at his speed." And it's it's really nice. So um, another guy, like I just mentioned, if you went earlier, would not shock me because I think I could see some teams falling in love with his his upside, but. Um. Oh gosh, Utah back to back. Here we go, Metcalf. So, do you want to just tag team this and talk it out loud, or what? Yeah, I mean, we we can. What 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 are you thinking? First thought is that Utah needs to get rid of these picks. Um, <laughs> obviously, they need to keep stacking up. So who the, you got? Who you got high up on your board right now? The first name that came to mind was Kyle Filipowski for me. Oh gosh. Filipowski and Markinen just reigning terror in Utah. Yeah. Remember when we did the last podcast and we compared Filipowski to like five straight white guys while yep. saying we did a white thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not a white thing, but Kevin Love. But here are a bunch Cornette. of white cops. <laughs> 
was, was, you guys got to go listen to the episode. It was a funny joke. Okay. All right. Um, I have Maxwell Lewis and Nikola Juricic just staring at my face. I feel like mm. one of those would be a worthy roll of the dice. You still haven't watched Nikola. I, I, I know how to read your groans already. <laughs> um, is this too early for Filipowski? I mean, based on my board, no. But if we're thinking how it's going to look seven months from now, maybe. And I don't like Terkavion Smith here. I don't like the bigs here. I guess Filipowski is... Or do they take a swing on the upside of uh, Derek Lively or Khalil Ware? Or... I really want to say a name, but I know it's way too, way too early. No, say it. Say so it. unrealistic. Say it. Taryn. No, very unrealistic. Love your heart. <laughs> exactly. Love your heart. Love where your head's at. Very unrealistic. You get it's fired. never gonna happen, but never gonna happen. Bury it down and never bring it up again. <laughs> Shout out Ricky Bobby. Um gosh, Utah 18. We just took Jet yeah. Howard. We got a wing. I feel like they need another guard. Okay, I'll do Filipowski there. Fine, you win. Um, what about Sasser with the follow-up pick? Yeah, I don't hate that. Or would they go someone like Jordan Hawkins or someone like Kaluma? You, or... you are so high on Hawkins. No, well, I'm just trying to throw out names here. Like, you know, Chris Murray... We're in the territory where things are going to get a little rich. Tyrese Hunter, um, my boy Colby Jones, very early. Let's just do Sasser and Filipowski and get this party rolling. Unless you want to talk to me about Maxwell Lewis in Utah. Not really. Okay, then we're moving on. there. Yeah. All right. Party pooper. (laughs) Okay. Hawks at 20. Um, shocker, John Collins is yet again on the trade market. Um, yeah, well, they just trade him. I think you've <laughs> got to have – I think you have – there has to be – Silver come in and make a rule in the next the, CBA. That the, the, you have a time limit that you can the, trade a guy. The breaking news of um, the Atlanta Hawks are reportedly shopping John Collins has turned into like the new um, NFL owners threatening to move their team to Vegas if they don't get a new stadium. It's just – every year and it's exhausting yeah shout out Woj today by the way for tweeting the <laughs> al horford story like 15 times it was like he just kept freaking out about how to post it from like a mobile app or something but i was sort of like come on all i was doing is the again from miracle he posted it like eight times and i'm a celtics fan and i loved getting the announcement every time the, the tweet. but i was like okay i get it easy Woj. we know you're excited too um okay um so I, I don't think Clint Capella is a long-term option for them. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to take a home run swing and go Khalil Ware. Oh. 
Okongwu. Why does everyone? Uh, we need to well, get as, as a backup Capella. option. No, it'd it, be a backup. I, I, I think Okongwu is incredible. The, the, I do not see Khalil Ware displacing him in the near future. But I, the only other thought I kind of had here was Maxwell Lewis. But I'd know. rather go lively there. Nah, I'm, I'm not feeling lively. A very bad feeling. Me and you are gonna have words throughout this process <laughs> about the lively versus where debate. Then to to be clear, neither have been, like overwhelmed me with their play. Um I, I do think Cleo Ware's defense has looked better though. Yeah. Okay, fine. You you win. And, and I trust the floor spacing with him a lot more than lively. Yeah, I mean, so does he. Yeah, it's called confidence. Um, all right, well, so we got Khalil Ware to Atlanta. Simon, if you didn't like that pick, you're listening. We love you. Um, I tried my best. Sacramento Kings light the beam. We're we're at, we're picking 21st. I need to get a fact of when's the last time the Kings picked 21st. Shout out Nick. Um, Harrison Barnes expiring, correct? I believe so. Um, just bear with us, folks. You know we're having fun here. Um, oh gosh, jokingly, I want to just be like, let's just let's complete the Chris Murray and Keegan Murray. Let's just perfect it. We're getting to a territory where my, my international prodigal son needs to come off the board, but I'm going to let him so, keep so, going. So take the swing. You, you you just know that I'm not going to pick him because I haven't watched enough of him yet. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm <laughs> I'm I'm taking with I'm, you last week. I'm being patient. Um, my problem is, is I think really highly of Maxwell Lewis, but if Sacramento ends up picking at this spot they're going to want to keep pushing the the needle forward. So I don't know if they're going to want to wait for a guy to continue to develop. I'm not saying Maxwell Lewis won't be ready, but I think he's going to need some, need a little bit of time as most guys do. So where am I going to find the guy? Oh gosh, let's just get, let's just do this. I'm not selling my stock and I'm, I'm going to believe I'm taking Arthur Kaluma to the Sacramento Kings. Okay. I believe that he's going to be fine. I believe that he's off to a slow start. We talked about this in the last episode. I still think very highly of him. Yes, I'm saying this before Creighton's taking on Texas tonight and probably Dylan Mitchell's going to attempt to give Kaluma, you know, a heck of an experience. So well, I'm excited to watch nice. that game. Yeah, but I hope Kaluma just, all we need is one game. And I think we're going to start believing again. And if not, the next mock draft will look different. Um, Julian Strother would be my very big wild card there. Go All right. Ahead. Well, at 22, the Clippers, um, I'm going to go Maxwell Lewis. Um, I, I, I think early on, that'd be a role where he would be allowed or asked to not do a whole lot, um, but would be that really capable off ball scorer. Um, and then can kind of slowly come along in the other areas of his game. I like that. I think that's a good pick. Very good pick. 
Um, Grizzlies at 23. Who's uh, Dylan Brooks, Bain, who I just absolutely adore. Um, Gosh, it's so damn hard to keep track of the roster because I feel like they take four guys I like every draft class. And then I'm like, okay, who who survived the Hunger Games? Um, uh, David Roddy's getting minutes, Drake LaRavia. Um, who's their backcourt depth? Uh, Tyus Jones is backup point guard. Kennedy Chandler's third string, not playing really. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Um, you already mentioned Bain. Uh, Zaire Williams is injured Zyre. right now, I believe. I'm trying. Um, to... Oh, gosh, this team is just. John Conchar. This team is literally the Hunger Games. It's just, okay, who's going to survive this roster cuts? Um, because I was like, okay, well, Turkavion would be too interesting a value here, but I don't know if he ever plays <laughs> because they have, you know, Brooks and Bain. And. Tyus is so good for them. As that yeah, point he's guard. perfect. Um, gosh, dang. Woof. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, screw it. I, I'll I'll say value. Derek Lively. I'll take him to Memphis. I don't think they could pass that up. That's too intriguing. And I I like their bigs, but you gotta. When you're a team like Memphis and you draft smart take the value take the value and potential and run with it that's why you're have the luxury of having all of those picks and that roster is you can afford to be like no we'll take the upside and the good thing about when you're drafting and you have a team stacked with players those guys better bring it as rookies or else you're going to find out that they don't need you they're gonna be like okay you just didn't work out we still got eight other guys we can try out but i think that would be a good fit yeah that that's where I was leaning as well. Um, just the expectations would be low. Uh, the role would be minimal and just a great spot for him to kind of learn and develop. Um, Pacers are on the clock next Metcalf and they have three picks in, in the rest <laughs> of the first round. So let's, let's have fun with this. Um, oh, good. And I get all of them. Awesome. Love that. Um, love that for you i can yeah, i'm here for help i mean they got halbert and they got our boy Matherin, who's just scorching yep um, um miles turner also on the i've been on the trade block for four years and playing with like john collins they might be at the green room with us just because they don't know where else to go <laughs> um yeah i'm so i'm kind of anticipating that both turner and healed aren't there next year um i guess i'm um, Unless they keep playing like a top five seed in the East, though, maybe they will be. Um, God, this guy just keeps dropping. I know he's not been great this year. I think I'm just going to take the home run swing on Turkavian Smith. Yeah, I think that's too intriguing a value. I need to watch Turkavian because his numbers are pretty. Not good. Identical. No, I'm, and I'm not saying that a bad yeah. way. It's just, it's, we came into the season and I was very excited. I was lower on him going into last year's draft combine. He just shocked me with how good he looked. Um, not just as a scorer, like as a decision maker and passer. 
And then I was so pumped for him to come back. And my only doubt was the team around him. Yeah. And I was like, is he going to be say like, are they going to hand him the ball and be like, carry us, which is scary when you're evaluating. And I haven't watched him yet, so I'm not going to make any conclusions, but I've just been following his numbers every game. And I'm kind of like, okay, you're kind of in the same wheelhouse. So that's where I got to go back and watch last year's film and get a refresher and then try to see like, okay, what's changed. Is he trying to attack the basket and it's just not falling or is it the same old? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm in, in the handful of games I have watched, he's been a lot better attacking the rim and getting into shot blockers and, you know, accepting and almost inviting contact and all that crap where he was actively jumping away from the rim and throwing up these wild shots just to avoid contact. Uh, he's been doing a lot less, which was my big concern with him. Um, the outside shot and again, in the games that I've seen, hasn't really been falling yet and i still think he's an awesome shooter so i i don't have a really a long-term concern about that part of his game um but it, it would be nice to see a little uptick in the overall production i mean it's almost freaky at this point last year he averaged 16.3 points 4.1 rebounds 2.1 assists 1.3 steals shooting splits of 39.8 um 36.9, 69.8. This year he's averaging 16.1 points, uh, 3.3 rebounds, 5.4 assists. We love to see that. Almost mm-hmm. two steals a game, but shooting splits are 38.7, 32.371% from the line. The really crazy thing is his field goal attempts are actually down this year by 0.4 and his Three-point attempts are identical, 8.1, but free-throw attempts up 1.2 to 3.9 on the year. So, I mean, looks like from just reading box scores, which I hate to do, it looks like you're right about he's he's attacking more. I love to see that the assists are that much higher. Yeah. Um, that shows some versatility. It's just we I would like to get those shooting percentages up a little bit more, but he's going to draw a lot of attention. So you just, when you're evaluating a guy like that, you want to just see this all of a sudden when the things slow down and he has that spurt of like, Oh, five games, he's really been efficient. This is great. So um, I still think he could go earlier because teams are going to know what he is and they're going to chase the idea of like, okay, this is the microwave guy. But if he went to Indiana with him, Halliburton and Matherin, I mean, they might score 300 points a game. So Okay, the Los Angeles Lakers at 25 via the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, yep. We're, 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 we're in the end game now. I don't, I'm looking at this board. A lot of weirdness. Oh, no. I know what to take, and I hate it. Um Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna vent to you again. Here we go. All right. Um I'm looking at Strasser and I'm looking at Ricky Council the fourth. Mm. I feel like Strasser makes a lot more sense, but is that too early and I'm just being a fan? No, I, I was gonna lean Strother here. Okay. Um I, I trust his outside shot a little more than Council, um, especially off the catch. Uh, I've 
just I, I I'm struggling to buy in on councils like spot up shooting. Uh, just the mechanics look way different off the catch than um, off the pull up. I, I really big fan of Ricky Council, so like I wouldn't hate that pick. Um, but just the over, I, I just think Strother's a little more reliable in the role that he would probably be asked to play um, at this point. Yeah, I really, really like Ricky Council. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm becoming a very big fan, but my goodness, the last thing the Lakers need out of any team ever is to get another guy that has a questionable outside shot. And I'm not saying Ricky Council can't figure that out and be, but he's fantastic in the mid range. He's kind of got yeah. that poor man's De- like DeMar DeRozan vibes where it's just, he's lethal if you get him the ball and he can do some damage in the mid range. But gosh, please, can we get the Lakers not another guy that can't shoot the ball from outside? So yeah, I, I would like Strother would be probably the best shooter <laughs> on the team when he came in. So um makes sense to me. But um, okay, Pacers, you're back up via the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um Okay. Um I'm gonna go Jalen Wilson. Um That's a great pick. Oh gosh, I didn't even think of wow, that's a great pick. I, he's just him. been incredible this year. So um, just the, the overall versatility, I think his defense has looked really good. The on-ball creation, um, you know, obviously wouldn't be asked to do a ton of it with Indiana, but when he needed to, he could. And I, I just think Halliburton, Emhard, Tukravian, um would just put him in a lot of – he would just be a really good complementary piece to, to that guard core. Yeah, somehow – Jalen Wilson got deleted off my board, which is hilarious. So, wow. You hate yeah, Jaylen I was like, Wilson. why did it? And I was redoing my board last night. I was like, why do I feel like I'm missing someone that it like just, and then just missing the guy that would probably be tw- top 25 on my board. So no big deal. I mean, just, you know, Bre- breaking news. Rucker doesn't have a draftable grade on Jalen Wilson. No, I, actually, I love him. Actually. I I'm trying now I'm looking back at our mock drafts and I'm trying to figure out where, Oh gosh, I know where I would have put him, but it would have been very rich. I might have put him even up there at 15, <laughs> the Knicks. <laughs> he would fit the Knicks pretty well. No, we're not doing it. Oh. Um, Jay, I mean, the Pacers leave in with Turkavion and Jalen Wilson. Gosh, now we're getting some pieces, Indiana. All right, Charlotte Hornets at 27 via the Denver Nuggets. Um. Oof, Metcalf. Um, okay, so who do we give them? We gave them Cam Whitmore. Where are you leaning? I'm looking at Ricky Council again. Um, Chris Murray would be good depth, but make too much sense. What are you thinking? Oh, God. my boy's still on the clock. Um, I'm not sticking him in Charlotte. No offense, Charlotte fans. I love you guys. I just, you know. So, so does that mean you're going to put him in Houston? Thinking about it. Gosh, if he was there with Alperin Shangun, Rockets fans, you want to talk about some electricity. Woo! Um, 
Talk to me. Help me help you. Hornets. What do we need? What don't they need? Um, Positivity. Rand Rupert? <laughs> Rupert? I, I was just looking at him. Um, Mike Miles, so they can get someone that'll kick everyone's butt when they're out of line. Um, Mari Bailey, Trevon Brazil. What about a wild card with Julian Phillips? I really like Julian Phillips. I'm just so scared that <laughs> my evaluation is going to get ruined because of uh, Rick Barnes. He would never do that. <laughs> I really do like Julian Phillips. Um, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's 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 good value. I like the upside a lot. Let's, so, let's, where 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 do you have Phillips right now on your board? I still got him. Uh, I still got him as a first rounder. Okay. What about you? Uh, just outside, so like in, in the thirties, but in that late first, early second kind of range. I really like him. Um, I, I I just you know I think he's going to be the the fool's gold of flashes this year, where we're going to get like the. Wait, didn't he have a game recently where he had a big performance? And I was like, whoa. And then all of a sudden, the next game, he had like five. And it was like, he took two shots. And I was like, gosh, Rick. Yeah, Barnes, yeah. It, where? It was the USC game. He was awesome. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to get those. And then we're going to have to wait for another one. And then it's going to happen. And I'm going to be like, which version is it? <laughs> like, it's just crazy. But I, I've liked his high school tape. I liked him going to Tennessee. And when he's cooking, he's very, very fun. Um, it's just weird because I, I keep watching him and I'm puzzled and I'm like, if he went anywhere else, are we talking about Julian Phillips way more? Like if he got a, more of a leash, more of a role, or is it just a little bit, he's just a rawr, you know, he's, cause I think he's got the length and size and versatility to be a really fun asset. I just think the shot needs to be more consistent and like we need to see the growth, but it just might be one of those, Oh gosh, I can't believe I'm saying it. First time this year, might be a pre-draft guy. Oh, I hate that word so much. <laughs> um, but I think if you if Charlotte's there, somebody else is there. It's the classic Grizzlies take them, and I'm like, you guys have 30 wings. What are you doing? <laughs> but I would like that fit a lot. So okay, Metcalf, you got a you got a hot spot at 28 with the Phoenix Suns. I think they could use a pick here. Okay, so there are two names that I, I'm going to need some help on this one, but there, there that... are two names that immediately come to mind. Um, okay, same position. Uh, one is just purely based on my heart and how much I love this guy, and I know you're going to shoot it down right away. Uh, but Taryn Armstrong and Tyrese Hunter. I actually don't think that the Taryn Armstrong idea is here is crazy. Um. My problem is I think Hunter would fit pretty perfectly with that lineup and I'm not in that roster and I'm not, that's not a dig at Armstrong, but I think Hunter could come in and they're like, Hey, you're backing up Chris Paul and you need to be a pest. And Tyrese Hunter's like, great. That's exactly (laughs) what I can do. Oh, but Taron Armstrong would be kind of a fun wrinkle. I even thought Mike Miles as a big wild card mm. there. Um, yeah, so I, I I think the the selling points on Hunter would obviously be the defense. Um, 
because he's just nasty. And then that, and the the three point shooting, he's up to thirty nine percent on four and a half attempts a game. Like that, that's real improvement. Um, hopefully it sustains, but it it's looking really good right now. Um, obviously his playmaking isn't at the same level as Taron, and I think Taron, you know, long term that would allow, you know obviously Booker to still play more off ball and he'd be able to set up Aiden and those guys a lot easier um, and more consistently than Tyrese could, but Tyrese would probably be a little more complimentary as that, you know, playing off of Booker and on the other end and the, the, the defense of him, Booker bridges. um, It could be a lot of fun. So I I'm, I'm torn between the two. Uh, I'll, I'll let you make the final call. Well, I was just looking up. Cameron Payne is next year will be on the last year of his contract. He'll be making six point five million, but there's a partially guaranteed of two million, which is interesting. So, so that that's a really enticing trade piece. Very big trade piece. You, you, that that's an extra six mil that you can tag on to. Yeah, so, someone else, and then. Whoever gets them can wave them. Because that's why we always say, that, oh, the Suns need a point guard. But it's like, okay, well, you, you got to start thinking of life after Chris Paul. You also need to start thinking of buying Chris Paul time. Like, you know, he's out right now, but he's only going to get a year older. Oh, man, I would love Taron Armstrong in Phoenix. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Tyrese Hunter for now because I just think – I'm right there with you with the defense upside is too perfect for what they would need. And um, he doesn't need to carry the load it offensively because if you have Cam Johnson rotation with Hunter running the show, and then all of a sudden you got, you know, bridges, like that's some fun defensive versatility. And I, I obviously book, but I'm saying like when book would be out resting, you're thinking Hunter's coming in and running the show and they would have a lot of assets. So, yeah, I'll go there. I'll, I'll go with that one. That's a good one. Houston, I'm on the clock. Let's just let's just punch the ticket, folks. It's Nikola Juricic. And if you haven't watched the Serbian forward, get on the hype train. He's been dealing with a foot injury. He came back. He had a he played like a couple of minutes his first game back. And then he, I think he just played and had like 18 and I want to say I'll, I'll look up the stats while I'm rambling about him, but I really love the way he plays the game. He's six eight, handles like a guard, um, really really good feel. He's he's a he's an asshole on the court. Like he's just kind of nasty and and understands how to be physical. And I think at 29, if Houston could get him, that's another fun wrinkle in your rotation that can grow. Um, and plus, we all you know we love Serbians. They play their their butt off. So Metcalf, I need you to get on that, but I'm going to let you slide because <laughs> he's been hurt. He's been out for a little bit, but as he's been out, their team's been struggling. So that just goes to tell you about some guys, you know? Okay. Uh, 30th pick the Pacers again. Um, Last I pick. Don't, I, I don't love any of these options. Um Yeah, Nicole, for everyone, while Metcalf's just thinking, I'll just keep going. He uh, he returned for one game, played only four minutes. Then he just played 
last weekend and he had 18 on six of 13 shooting um five rebounds three assists he could play i like him a lot so i'm gonna i'm gonna stand on that ship and i don't care if it's the titanic i'm going down with the ship so <laughs> metcalf i stalled as long as i could where are yeah. we what are we thinking pacers that we gave them jalen wilson turkavion smith I, I i would like a center because I don't think Miles Turner is longed for the Pacers, uh, despite how well he's playing. Um, Deron Holmes, is this too rich for you? Yeah, it's a little too rich. Um, it, it, every center I've, I'm looking at is it's too rich, which sucks. Um, yeah, this you is know, like, like too, too early for Hunter Dickinson. Um, F.A. Uh, Abugidi, I'm not too in early. love with there. Adambana, he's still a little too raw. It's a little too early. Adama Sinogo, too early. Charles Bediaco, I'm not sure if he's, he's even coming out this year. Colin Castleton, I like, but he's not a first rounder. Uh, it, it. We talked about this on a podcast episode before. I, I think this got a chance to be a really, really disappointing big class. Yeah. Um, I, I think there could be kind of like some sneaky um, value at, like late in the second or like yes. undrafted yes. guys, but yes. in the first round, like surefire starter guys. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and that's all okay. I'm saying as I think you're, you know, we're not looking at a big class where we're like, that guy's an obvious top 10 pick. It's not there right now. Now it could change, but I'm not seeing anyone like that. That's, you know, go ahead. Yeah. So. Okay. I am kind of tempted to say Trace Jackson Davis. Um, oh my gosh. I, I can't believe it took us. Be, oh my gosh. I think it's he December would be a lot 1st, of fun, three, but that might be still gotta, a little rich. <laughs> um, this is a great day for America. I got Metcalf to project TJD in the first round and he'd be going home to Indiana. I mean, come on. Um, best for it. I would love Taron on this team, the, the playmaking of him and Halliburton, but I don't think he gets minutes over. The other guards, especially Nemhard, who's already getting meaningful minutes. Uh, so I'm going to go Trey Alexander and just kind of bolster that uh, shooting guard depth. And you hate that. <laughs> no, I don't. My problem is I have to watch Trey way more because every time I watch him, I'm like, okay, he can play. But then I feel like he's the guy that I have to keep refreshing my memory on because I mean Trey can play, but I'm I'm trying to get that value, and it's going to be easier now when I'm evaluating everybody else in the whole class. But I don't know if he's a priority second round guy, or I'm a big believer too. When you're at 30, if you like a guy a lot and you have him later on your board, but you love him, go get your guy. Especially if you got three picks, you might yeah, as well go get your guy. Trevon Brazil is the only other name I'm. They kind of piqued my interest, but still not sold on him being a first rounder. So screw it. I, I think Trey's an awesome defender. His shooting looks, he looks way more confident in it. Uh, the the pick and roll on ball creation is improved. And as a backup shooting guard to Matherin uh, next year, I, I think you could do a lot worse for a young team on the rise. Yeah, for sure. Um, some names I think would be, potentially the next availables, or I wouldn't have been shocked that ended up in the first, I think R- repair 
um, from the NZ breakers. I think he had a wrist injury, but he yeah. is supposed to return. I think in, soon I got to check in on that. Um, we talked about Ricky council for a couple picks. He didn't go Chris Murray. If he keeps playing like this, he's going to be a first rounder. I just yep. don't know where, um, he probably would have gone to the Lakers and I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm going to be able to have, I'm going to enjoy my evening. I don't want to think of that. Um, Shout out Laker fans. I love you. Uh, you're like, you just said, Brazil, anyone else? Um, who am I forgetting? Reese, Reese I, I, I think Arbon Franklin, Armand Franklin There's, and Reese Beekman are getting a lot of love lately. Yeah. I, I just need to watch more of both. I'm, I'm higher on Franklin right now than Beekman. Um, but I am too, but I guess, you know, we're just crazy. Um, yeah, so I, oh, Wizards fans, I'm sorry. I, I fucked up with the Proctor pick. I hate it already. Just, just pretend that I took Case and Wallace there and, uh, sleep, sleep a little easier. Yeah. The good thing is we're going to have a lot more mock drafts and a lot more time <laughs> to be perfect about this, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I'm still shocked, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, Mistakes were made. Um, Lives but, were ruined. <laughs> death taxes and the Wizards picking 12th. Um, Ain't that the well, truth. <laughs> Rucker, this was fun. As always, tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm at noceilingsnba.com, and I'm at Tyler underscore Rucker. This was a fun one. Um, I'm, I'm getting excited with, with what we got going on. Enjoy the weekend, everyone listening. Um, watch as much hoops as you possibly can. And... Uh, the Boston Celtics are an absolute wagon. That's all I got to say. Please make sure to, vis- to visit. Uh, your, you, you can find all of our content at noceilingsnba.com. Uh, it's 100% free. Just click that subscribe button while you're there. Uh, no Ceilings NBA across all socials and No Ceilings TV on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and the five-star rating. Until next time, see you.